0: Even if a samurai's head were to be suddenly cut off, he should still be able to perform one more action with certainty. If one becomes like a revengeful ghost and shows great determination, though his head is cut off, he should not die.
1: Welcome back to episode 72 of the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. Today in the podcast, uh, I'm going to go kind of deep and get into some real spiritual topics as far as um, self-mastery, understanding the self, and true knowledge from within. Um, And we're going to get into a little bit of what's being perpetrated or the war that's being waged against us psychologically, spiritually, and mentally, and how to deal with this, And, and really. The only way to deal with this is for us to develop what I call our metaphysical toolbox. Uh, Manipulative level, okay, and it goes all the way back to Edward Bernays. Actually, it goes way back, way, way back, thousands of years, where the people that are above us try to maintain us and employ control mechanisms on us to keep us down and suppressed. And I know this sounds all like you know conspiracy and everything like that, but do your research and 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 look at it. That's why there's so many people that are just asleep and have no idea what's going on. But uh, I digress. So what's happening is going back to Edward Bernays. There's a thing that they employed um, that's called public relations and propaganda. Again, Google it. Edward Bernays. Uh, he's the father of public, what they call public relations and propaganda. Sounds kind of mild and just, you know, kind of second semesterology you know, but it's a control mechanism because what's happening is as a result of this public relations slash propaganda um, strategy employed by Edward Bernays, who was, I think, the uncle or the nephew of Sigmund Freud. We all know who that is. But what what this created, this Edward Bernays system, pr- propaganda public relations, public relations put forth was the need for consumption. Up until uh, this time, people bought things that they needed for subsistence, for survival, you know, to maintain the household, to move forward. And in general, the family was a family unit, complete and whole, and that was their priority, you know, to maintain the family and move forward. But what Edward Bernays proposed was, you know, companies were not making enough profit, and you know, because people were basically buying food and shoes and, you know, stuff that they needed to just exist. So what Edward Bernays proposed was for people to buy things, not that they needed, but things that they wanted, things that they desired, things to compete with one another, to look better and to follow, um, what is being proposed to you, what you need to be successful and happy. Like you know, on the on these nineteen uh, fifties TV shows and early sixties, you know, where people started getting into this real deep materialism, where they needed this brand and that brand and that type of car and these type of you know tires, and it was just a control me- control mechanism for us to consume and to buy not what we need but what we want.
2: love the strongest and smartest men who've ever lived. I see all this potential, and I see it damn it, an entire generation pumping gas, waiting tables, slaves with white collars. Advertising has us chasing cars and clothes, working jobs we hate, so we can buy shit we don't need. We're the middle children of history, man. No purpose or place. We have no great war, no great depression. Our great war is a spiritual war. Our great depression is our lives. we have all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. We're slowly learning that fact.
1: And we're very, very pissed off. Yeah. So we're gonna get into this metaphysical toolbox. What what is this? It sounds a little obscure, it sounds a little odd. But basically the the word meta, which is the Greek Greek word meaning beyond or going above beyond is when, you know, most people are looking at life through the lens of just a simplistic, you know, day-to-day guy or day-to-day person and they just see things, like I go to work, I eat, I sleep, I buy some sneakers and I go back to work again, get a paycheck, go back to work, but that's looking at it at a very superficial level, when 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 you employ like a meta or metaphysical view, you're rising above that or you're going beyond the day-to-day mundane repetitive routine, And you're looking at what is a little bit beyond that, what is a little bit above that, and what's driving it. The mechanism's in place, okay? So, this, really, you do have to employ this kind of view because if not, you're really existing at an animalistic level where you're just attending to your primal needs, which is what's happening now. You know, people basically, they want to eat at McDonald's, they want to go on Snapchat and snap out pictures of them eating at McDonald's, and... Collect and accumulate more likes on Facebook so that everybody could see how popular they are and how many electronic friends they have. Meanwhile, real friends, they might not even have one, which would be sad. Um, nothing wrong with social media, but, you know, everything within degrees, you know. It's like that prototypical, you know, pizza pie of life. And if you don't know what the pizza pie of life, is, it's a metaphor that I use. You know, you get a regular standard pizza and it's eight slices, Right. So the pizza, uh, so the pizza pie, uh, or the pie chart of life. You know, you have your eight pieces, or your sixteen pieces, or whatever. But let's say you have your eight pieces. The first piece is going to be your career. The second piece is going to be education. The third piece is going to be your, you know, your physical care, like going to the gym and such. You know, your health. And then the next piece is going to be your financial, your financial planning. Uh, the next piece is going to be your family. How, whatever things are important to you, they they should, you know, allocate, you know, one slice of pizza to. Now, maybe some people, they're going to allocate two or three slices of that pie to their career. Or two or three slices or four slices, which is half of their, you know, half of their um, attention or half of their life towards, uh, let's say, education. So, it, it, it all varies, but... There really should be a balance, and that's the whole purpose of having, allocating different slices to the priorities of your life. In other words, one shouldn't over override the others. Okay, it should all be within balance. Of course, some slices are going to be larger than others. You know, some people are really deeply into music or the musical career, so they're going to allocate, you know, a, a much larger slice to that, which is cool, no, 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 no issues. But getting back to the metaphysical toolbox, um... The fact that we're being subjected to some high level psychological, strategic, planned out psyche, psychoanalyzed stuff that is being put on us at a very deep level, okay, at a subconscious level, actually, you know, through television and the mainstream media, we need to put on the armor of God or the armor of the universe, we can use those words interchangeably, and employ our metaphysical toolbox. So I keep repeating this word, metaphysical toolbox, again, what does that mean? It means to look beyond what's being placed in front of you, okay? To have a deeper understanding of what's really going on. And when you get into metaphysics, and I don't mean in a, in a deep, dark, you know, like sinister kind of way, metaphysical, because it has that connotation. But I mean in a knowledge of the self, like, like again, the Tao Te Ching, you know, the Book of Five Rings, the Dharmapada, you know, things that are not easily understood by a, lot, by a lot of people. I guess you can call it esoteric. Something Esoteric means understood by a few. I like to get into etymology and the definitions, definition of words. And that's something you should do too. When you hear a new word or, you know, hear a word that's bantered around a lot, you know, um, look it up and see what the root word is, what the Greek, what the Latin is or whatever, and find out the true meaning of that word. And it'll give you a much deeper understanding. So, back to the metaphysical.
3: Doctor over hours, sector Peter Vicker King. This is
0: monitored out of Cambodia. It has been verified as Colonel Kurtz's voice. I watched a snail crawl along the edge of a straight razor. That's my dream. It's my nightmare.
3: Rolling, along the edge of a straight razor,
1: and surviving. Some people look at metaphysical like the zodiac sign or the Chinese horoscope or, you know, something like that, and you know, that, I guess you can say that that is metaphysical, but I mean true metaphysics, which is understanding of the self. You know, doing your research, reading, you know, your spiritual uh, your spiritual books and your spiritual understanding. And, and another element that I'm bypassing, which is like really probably may even be the most important outside of reading the right books, is meditation and going deep into your meditation. I hear the word meditation, really I hear it abused a lot because I see people talking about, oh, I sit in a lotus position and I meditate or whatever. And, you know, as you listen to them, as you get into it, I can't make a judgment, but I believe in many instances, just listening to the person speak, it's kind of obvious that it would seem that they really haven't really hit that stage of meditation. And the reason I say that is because if you engage in a conversation with people that practice meditation at 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 a deep level and do it a lot, you see a little bit of a difference in them when you talk and and, and, and and exchange with them because there's a depth to their understanding and there's a depth to their persona that you can only get through meditation, okay? A lot of religions, they try to substitute, you know, prayer and, you know, stand on your head and, you know, anoint yourself with oil and do all these things, which is fine, but it's not meditation, okay? Okay. So, I'm going to get into, I guess, being the fact that we're talking about meditation uh, and metaphysics going together. Um, because, really, meditation, I guess, in many instances, could be the gateway to true, deeper metaphysical understanding of the universe. So, by meditation, really, for me, I know that people expose a lot of times or they promote using a mantra where you do know, like, chant Om Shanti or Nam Young Haringe or whatever again which is cool but the fact that you're chanting something means that you're occupying your mind with some dribble or some external uh chant which which is taking you away from what you want to do from getting centered in your meditation so for me when i meditate i focus on the breath okay you breathe and when when here's my process and i'm not the deepest meditator whatever but I, i've gotten into states of meditation and it's 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 really amazing. It's like opening up a door that you did, never knew existed, and discovering just the limit, the un, untapped, unlimited potential that we have within us—the infinite potential that we all have within us. And I know it sounds cliche, but it's really true. Again, so my process when I go to, uh, you know, when I go to meditate is I sit quietly. Hopefully, it's it's a quiet space. You know, you do it at night when there's not too much distraction. And what you do when you sit. You know, you could sit like in your lotus position try to keep your spine straight and erect and kind of not, not saggy or slumped over. Just sit in that classic lotus position, meditation position. And the first thing that you do is you try to clear your mind and you take a number of deep breaths. It could be 10 deep breaths, 5, whatever. Just fill your body with oxygen and just breathe. Focus on your breath. Continue to focus on your breath. And what you're going to find happening is once you've taken a few deep breaths, you can calm down and just take normal breaths. But thoughts are going to be passing into your mind, problems about your bills, expenses, people that you can't stand at work, your boss, whatever. These things are going to present themselves and float by you. And what you need to do is see them as a large puffy cloud that's slowly, slowly, you know, passing through the skyline, passing passing by you and hopefully as you focus on your breath these clouds or these thoughts are going to be fewer and more far between until there's like a blue sky which is just a clear mind you know this is just a metaphor but literally you know you can visualize this you know clear blue sky and just focus on your breath focus on your breathing and as you do this, you know, the first few times, and it's happened for me like the first 20 times or whatever, like nothing. But what's going to happen is as you continue to do this practice, okay, it could be 10 times, whatever the number is, it, it depends on the individual person. But what's going to happen is there's going to be a point in time that you're sitting, focusing on your breath, and you're going to get a flash of this space that you're in, this meditation space. And I guess one way I could describe it, it's like you're being plugged into an outlet that's 220 volts. When you've been sitting in darkness, now you, you literally got plugged into the universe, went to this outlet. And I can't really put it into words. It's not like you see fireworks or you know unicorns or anything. But it's kind of nothingness and everything at the same time, if that makes sense. You feel a connection to everything. And it's um, it just hits it's obvious when you're there in this state of meditation. You feel this connection to the universe. I know it sounds cliche, but you feel this connection. And it's a flash and it goes away. And as you continue this practice of meditation and going deeper into it, focusing on the breath and clearing the mind and clearing the mind and just sitting there in silence, focusing on the breath, you're going to get another flash. But this flash is going to last a little bit longer. And it's actually going to go a little bit deeper. And the more you do this, you're going to say, whoa, that was, what was that? You know, and you're going to, you're going to really dig it. It's going to be something that, you know, you're going to feel deep within yourself. You know, the metaphysics of a, of this experience. And
0: You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain. But you feel it. You felt it your entire life that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there, like a splinter in your mind, driving you mad. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Matrix. Do you want to know what it is? that you are a slave Neo like everyone else you were born into bondage born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch a prison for your mind (sighs) unfortunately no one can be told what the matrix is You have to see it for yourself. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland.
1: get this flash it's actually a glimpse or a deeper look within yourself also and the connection between your inner self and the universe outside of yourself and the connection between the two and i use that term a lot but it, really that's exactly what it is so you're going to get this flash uh and this, these flashes are going to go from flashes to being little moments and uh the better you get at this meditation, and I don't meditate all the time and everything like that, but I try, I try to get into that state a couple of times a week at least uh, when I have time to do it. And I notice when I I do it more, it helps helps a lot. So you're gonna get these flashes, and you're gonna get into these deeper states of meditation until you kind of get better at it, and it's gonna get to the point where you sit down and you focus on your breath, and you're gonna find, uh, you know, you're gonna find that you're you're, you're developing this muscle developing the side of yourself this meditation skill that you have that helps you tap into the metaphysical that's within you okay so it's tricky because it's very very hard to, to to define or explain like metaphysical uh just by the mere fact that it transcends words really because it is meta it's above it's beyond but understand that metaphysics are being employed against you in the form of this mind control and fear-based control that we're dealing with today. So the only way to battle that is to employ your own metaphysics. I guess it could be like a Lord of the Rings type of deal. But understand one thing that you have to be very, very careful with. Never find yourself in a position, especially when you're dealing with metaphysics, never put yourself in a position where you say that you have the power and the power is of you and because what happens is you get into a state of competition and, you know, uh, my power is more than his power and my power is better than this this uh, system's power and mainstream media power. And I, no, the power comes from either Jesus or God or the universe, but it's not the power coming from within you in that sense, but it's you tapping into the power of the universe that's within all of us, okay? People make that mistake that, you know, they're the all-powerful and the omnipotent and the almighty, and that is a way into into darkness because the ego takes over at that point. And the ego is very powerful and very sinister and very destructive. So be very, very careful of that. Okay. You have to understand that the power that we're gleaning or the power that we're getting is a power that we're tapping into from God from the supreme, from the higher. Now, there's some people that like to tap, tap into that dark, deep, sinister, satanic devil power, stuff like that, which really does exist, and you have to be very careful to not go down that path or choose it. I mean, you do what you want to do, but these, this is my choice to follow the light and to follow God and whatever label you want to put on it, you know? Goodness, the universe, um, Jesus, you know? I mean, this is the light and this is the goodness, okay? And I hope I don't turn people off by talking about Jesus and stuff like that. Again, I'm not a Bible thumper, but you know, you you need an anchor in life. You need an anchor in something that you go to, and that Jesus is my go to. And if you think uh, if you think that's not true, put anybody through some trials and tribulations or some hard times, and they all of a sudden discover God. Oh my God, help me! And you know, they're praying to God and everything like that until you know until they're they, they get out of that situation, and then they just forget him um which is not right the other thing the other thing that i'm going to get into about the meditation part of it is um there's a meditation where you sit and focus on breathing and you meditate and there's another thing in that you not so much live in a state of meditation but it's a practice of meditation let's say you're changing a tire on your bicycle or changing a battery on your car you make that a mental slash meditative process as you change the tire. You There was a book called Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, which is kind of an amazing book, and it kind of gets into this. Metaphysical book, actually, because the guy explains motorcycle maintenance, but in a spiritual way, where the motorcycle is a metaphor for the spirit and for the mind and for the self. So you make it a practice. So things that you do, if you're washing dishes or just whatever you're doing, do it in a sense where you're in this state of meditation where you're clearing your mind and you're just experiencing the moment that you're in what you're doing and you know almost in the sense of that it's fulfilling you because you're in that moment and it's what you're doing and it's your total focus right there and you clear your mind and you deal with that you know it's hard to explain but i mean i do it and i hear other people that do that you know it's like almost like a living meditation you're not going to do it all day long we're not all bliss bunnies but, find these moments in life. The, the
3: 81 short chapters known as the Dao Te Ching have been translated more often than any other book in the world with the single exception of the Bible. Like the Bible, the Dao Te Ching is a book whose appeal is as broad as its meaning is deep. It speaks to each of us at our own level of understanding, while inviting us to search for levels of insight and experience that are not yet within our comprehension. As with every text that deserves to be called sacred, it is a half-silvered mirror. To read it is not only to see ourselves as we are, but to glimpse a greatness extending far beyond our knowledge of ourselves and the universe we live in. The Tao that can be told is not the eternal Tao. These words are among the most famous in all the literature of the world. They were first offered, however, not to modern Western people like ourselves, who, approaching the 21st century, are ready to admit that we have given too much place to discursive thought and rationalism. They were spoken some 2,500 years ago to a people and in a place, ancient China, far, far removed from us. Any work of art that communicates so enduringly over such enormous reaches of time and cultural diversity addresses, we may be sure, the essence of human nature and the human condition, rather than socio-cultural aspects that are peculiar to this or that society. The Tao Te Ching deals with what is permanent in us. It speaks of a possible inner greatness and an equally possible inner failure which are both indelibly written into our very structure as human beings. Under its gaze we are not American, or Chinese, or European. We are that being, man, uniquely called to occupy a precise place in the cosmic order, no matter where or in what era we live. The Tao Te Ching is thus a work of metaphysical psychology taking us far beyond the social or biological factors that have been the main concern of modern psychology. It helps us to see how the fundamental forces of the cosmos itself are mirrored in our own individual inner structure, and it invites us to try to live in direct relationship to all these forces. To see truly and to live fully This is what it means to be authentically human, but it is extremely challenging, and this challenge was apparently as difficult for the men and women of ancient China as it is for us. We, too, try in vain to live full lives without understanding what it means to see. We, too, presume to act, to do, to create, without opening ourselves to a vision of ultimate reality. This opening and the way to experience it are what the Tao Te Ching is about.
1: The other thing that I find, too, is look, and I know this is going to sound crazy, um, but there are going to be instances as in life as you go through life and you deal with people, these flashes and these moments that hit you as you're going through your day-to-day, where you're going to find your connection to other people in, in, in this sense. Um, and I've said this before, but I'm going to kind of repeat it again. And this happened, happens to me occasionally. It happened to me the first time, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago. But um, I was in the store, and I was buying, I believe it was a pack of gum. And there was an older lady at the register, uh, a much older lady, maybe I don't know, like 65-ish and everything like that. Old, too too old that she really should have been working, she should have been being provided, for, taken care of, blah, blah, blah. But okay, you know, I, I took the pack of gum, and at the point in time that I handed her my dollar I literally could see myself in her, that we were the same person in that in that flash of a moment. She kind of, I kind of saw myself in her, I kind of saw my mother in her. I know it sounds witch. she kind of looked like my mom. But it was such a deep, deep, profound connection and feeling to that person in that moment that it, it shook me, it literally shook me to my core for a second and I i kind of shook out of it and 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 i said to myself wow that was i can't explain it you know some people understand it some don't but i saw my connection to this person as myself you know and uh, my understanding is you know i've spoken to some spiritual people and that's i guess that's a sign that you know you're becoming really truly awake and connected and all that woo-woo stuff but it, it was pretty deep man and um you know, you, what you want to try to do is f- see your connection with other people, you know. You don't want to walk around saying, hey, you know, we're, you know, not that kind of level, you know, like, hey, you're my buddy. No, no, no. But just observe, you know, observe. And without words, it's just things that you look at, you know, feeling and getting a deeper understanding of really what's the, the life as it plays out on a day-to-day basis, moment by moment. You know, and that's one of the key things is being in the moment.
3: Uh. The highest good is like water. Water gives life to the 10,000 things and does not strive. It flows in places men reject and so is like the Tao. In dwelling, be close to the land. In meditation, go deep in the heart. In dealing with others, be gentle kind. In speech, be true. In ruling, be just. In daily life, be competent. In action, be aware of the time and the season. No fight, no blame. Better stop short than fill to the brim. Oversharpen the blade, and the edge will soon blunt. Amass a store of gold and jade, and no one can protect it. Claim wealth and titles, and disaster will follow. Retire when the work is done. This is the way of heaven.
1: Um. It's really, really important to do because we're being bombarded with this materialism where people just want to consume, want to buy, want to compete, want likes on Facebook and subscribers and you know I don't know if you notice but I don't ask for subscribers or likes or anything like that you know a lot of people the first thing you know go to my Patreon and support and that's fine for if that's what they want to do but that's really not the whole purpose in life because your message whatever it is. Is just should be you being yourself and not begging or pleading or competing or doing anything like that. I'll never do that. I'll never try to compete. Obviously, in moments of weaknesses, you know, so, you know, we all have feet of clay. We're gonna, you know, sometimes things slip out or whatever like that. Sure, you know, we're not perfect, but really strive never to compete or you know beg or plead or whatever like that. Just live your existence and be as true to yourself and true to universe or God or Jesus. Be as true to this as you can, right? It's a really, really tricky time that we're living in right now and we have to have a deep understanding of this. So, kind of ramble down, well, let's get back into the metaphysical toolbox. As I said, the metaphysical toolbox is for you to have a true, deep understanding of, of being in the moment, of meditating, of understanding the self, going deep into the self, deep into the moment and just... Realizing, you know, reading the right books and have a true understanding of why we're here and what our purpose is and understanding that our purpose here is not to be consumers, not to consume, not to buy, not to, you know, just waste our time on frivolous things where we're, we're working like robots for a boss that uh, doesn't appreciate us and just abuses us so we can earn money to buy stuff that we really don't need. Or, you know, we feel that we want, but we re- it's just a waste of time and we're just making, making other people richer. Like, you know, like these Michael Jordan sneakers, you know. I see these kids, they're going to buy a pair of sneakers from like 1992 and somebody already wore them and they smell like dirty feet. They get them on eBay because they're the Michael Jordan ones that first came out and they're going to pay $800 and they're so happy. What a fucking idiot. I'm sorry, but if you do that, you're a fucking idiot. Okay, pardon my French. Um, this is consumerism to the ump degree. You're so stupid, you're buying some dirty, smelly sneakers on eBay because it says Michael Jordan. Really. And look at how rich Michael Jordan is. God bless him, but look at him and look at you. And you can't wait to give him your money. So, take that same money and buy a few good books. You know, buy, uh, you know, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. You know, I'm starting to get into some of the Greek philosophy, you know, which is pretty profound. Um, Some Stoicism, which is pretty deep. You might want to look into that stoicism, you know? So, um, yeah, man. I mean, you really want to start investing in... Two things. Two things. Metaphysical toolbox. Understanding of the self. uh, And understand that a lot of the principles and things that you need to get deeper into this, uh, you need to research and you need to pursue and go after. Because anything worthwhile... Uh, you have to put work into doing it to get that benefit out of it so yeah d- just try to get that understanding of really what that is you know of that of that uh, metaphysical toolbox um you know it's it, basically what has happened is um we have abandoned the metaphysical uh, element of our life for this uh, reality show shitbox, Rat race, social media, snapchat Twitter. Emoji, smiley face, duck face, existence. That's a lie, right? <laughs> it's true. Um, you know, this uh control mechanism that's being put on us is very powerful and, and, and that's the beginning of really understanding the self is understanding the control mechanism and the fear mechanism that's being put upon us with all of these wars, with all of this uh you know, affordable care act and vaccines and f- fluoride in the water and the chemtrails and all the stuff and fear-based existence that we live you know got to be really careful with that whatever you do don't watch cnn or cnbc either i mean this 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 television is just toxic man just wears you down and i did a couple of episodes on on tv and brainwashing that's why when you look at my description it says turn off your tv i mean it we're being subjected to a spiritual assault okay and the spiritual assault that is at that deep, profound level cannot be dealt with at a superficial level. You have to go deep, okay? Um, Got to rise above all of this, okay? So I'm just looking at my notes here. Got to be careful what lens you choose, too. You know, what paradigm, what perspective, um, what choices you make. Because Different people view things in different ways. You know, if you're a fashion designer, you look at the world in one way. If you're a mechanic, you look at the world in a different way. If you're a musician, you know, you have a tendency to look at the world from the focal point of your practice of what you do, you know, as a musician. You know, you see things differently, rhythmically, whatever. So be very careful what lens you use. And you don't want to use just one lens, man. You want to use multiple lenses because... Life is very fluid and dynamic and and and, and uh, expressive. So you want to be able to appreciate whatever's taking place in front of you. You know, you you should be able to you know go through the park on a rainy, cold, soaked day. Because some people, oh, on a nice sunny day and it's seventy degrees. Yeah, you should be able to walk through the park on a rainy, cold, windswept day with the wind beating in your face, cold rain, and find. S- some magic, some beauty in that because it's true existence because how could you truly laugh if you've never truly cried, okay and it one needs the other to exist so it's the flip side of it and I've, I've walked through cold rain or whatever and, and said, wow, it's beautiful I know it sounds crazy, but it's the truth it's, God, it's God's creation, you know so you have to build up your mind build up your knowledge base, rise above and understand the game that's being played and perpetrated against us and the, manipula- the manipulation that's taking place so it's a metaphysical toolbox you want to develop it you want to you want to do the meditation you want to go deep within yourself and you want to get these flashes and when you get into your meditation you get these flashes where you're being plugged into the universe and being plugged into yourself deeper understanding okay I don't want to keep repeating but these are concepts that you really want to um you want to pursue and you want to go after um, so you know what I've went on now. It's almost thirty minutes, and uh, you know, thank you for listening. Namaste, and uh, yeah, thanks a lot. Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. I like to cover topics from ancient history, great leaders and generals from the past, and I also like to talk about self-realization, truth, critical thinking, and strategic spirituality. Outside the box, nonconformist. I'm here to shatter the myths of the mainstream media and the beta sheeple narrative. Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. My email address is alpha male Buddhist at gmail.com. My website is alpha male And my subreddit is reddit.com forward slash r forward slash alpha male Buddhist. That's my subreddit where you can comment and interact with other listeners. And it's a great forum to sit and have an open dialogue. So again, thank you for listening and namaste.